So I was thinking the other day. That's a really dangerous thing, Aaron. You shouldn't be doing that. A dangerous pastime? Definitely not at work. Uh, I was thinking the other day, what is my favorite Robin Williams movie? And honestly, I'm not sure. Um, I know a lot of people would say, you know, Dead Poet Society or, you know, Fisher King or something along the lines where he's he's really got those acting talents, but or where he really shows off his acting chops, rather. But for me, I don't know if it would be Aladdin or uh, Flubber or something like that, where to me he showed off his more his comedic timing and everything like that but i want i I wanted to hear from you what 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 was you what is your favorite robin williams movie that has never been a question anyone has ever asked me ever okay so i'm asking now no i i think that i enjoy his comedy like when it's just his comedy like there's been a movie with robin williams and like it was perfect there were no issues whatsoever with his performance probably because i haven't seen enough movies with him in it to really get the good gist of it. So you've never seen Mrs. Doubtfire? You've never I've seen, seen Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. So you've seen Aladdin. Yeah. So you've seen uh, The Birdcage. You've seen... When you uh, say Birdcage, do you mean Bicentennial Man? Okay. So you've seen Bicentennial Man. Have you seen The Birdcage? No. We've had this conversation before. Okay. The Birdcage is actually a movie I saw when I was a kid. I didn't fully understand it. That's definitely a movie I need to check out as an adult because I don't. I did not fully understand half of the stuff in it no no i remember this we spent 20 minutes debating robin williams is a robot and i was certain that it was bicentennial man and you were certain it was robots until we realized that he is a robot in both of those and we had just been cycling around the same drain so what is your favorite robin williams movie i ain't got one i ain't got one i think he's really just i think his stand-up is the funniest most compelling stuff that he does you like you actually listen to a stand up, or yeah. is, have you listened to a stand up? Because I listen to stand up, and he happens to play in my stand up. Yeah, I really enjoy it when he comes on. <laughs> have you actually listened to a stand up? He's just got such great passion and ferocity, and he goes a mile a minute, and you don't even get half the jokes, but that's okay. And he predicted that we would have a Latin Pope, so oh, that's my thing. Uh- but uh, he, you are correct, and he is correct. He they he predicted that after Pope Benedict. Uh, we would have a Latin Pope, and Pope Francis is Latin, so. Oh, that's why I can't talk about it. You were going to shame me no matter what I picked, because Robin Williams no, is your guy. I'm never, I'm never going to shame you. I Pick a movie. I, li- <laughs> I, 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 I'm, pick a movie out of the air. Pick a movie out of the air, and I will not shame you for it. To Catch a Mockingbird. No, that star that stars or has Robin Williams. Oh in boy, it. you gotta put that predicator in there, otherwise I'm not gonna know what the question Pick is. Pick a movie out of the air that has Robin Williams. Aladdin. In it. Okay. You know why that's so fantastic? They literally could not give that movie the Oscar for best screenplay because he ad libs so much of that. So yeah, I'm not going to give you crap for it. What about Dead Poet Society? That's it's good. It's just so overhyped. <laughs> overhyped? No, no, it, no. That's honestly, a problem. Honestly, a lot of people think he's the best performance in it, but actually, some of the kid actors in it are better than he is in it. Don't get me wrong; he's really good in it, but he's got that, you know, the big speech at the end of it as he does in every single one of his movies. So, no, uh, I know, I know. What my favorite Rob Williams movie is it's it's the movie that I've never seen, but he does the speech where he's trying to get freaking matt damon to smile and he won't do it and so he tells a story about how his dead wife used to fart in her sleep and they both start breaking up on camera and i'm like that 
that's where the man meets the character. You mean where, the movie that Matt Damon and Ben Affleck won an Oscar that's for? That's the one. You know, that movie. Uh, uh, Swingers. Goodwill Hunting. Oh my god, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting is the movie that they won an Oscar for. How do you like and them actually, apples? If I'm not mistaken, he actually, that's the movie that Robin Williams won an Oscar for too. Oh, so I just happen to have really good taste for something I've never seen. Pretty much. Maybe that's maybe we'll watch that movie and actually give a review on it. Maybe that's my really super hidden talent that I know a lot about a lot of things, but don't actually see any of the things I know lots of things about. I can tell you so many things about Legend of Zelda, guys. Just so much. You've watched me play Breath of the Wild. Let's let's not mince words, Aaron. I, I know a lot less than I know. If there's a way to say that you right. Know lot, you know a lot less than you know. I, I, I come across as far more educated than I am. She's Elizabeth. He's Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Boy, that was a rough opening, babe. You gave me no warning about what our topic would be. And I was not ready to discuss Robin Williams in the slightest. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, baby, we're going to we're gonna talk about Robin Williams in the opening. You did that on purpose. Here I am with a pillow on my backside. You're like, oh, I know how to get her. I'll just bring up this random topic. Absolutely has something to do with what we're talking about. But you still did it out of thin air. I, 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 uh... I, I got to throw you off your game. I got to keep you on your toes. That's not what the viewers like. Oh, the viewers love it. They <laughs> love it when you, when you, the listener loves to hear you uh, off kilter. No, they don't. They like to hear me on kilter. So kilted. The So when you rant and rave about Avengers. And <laughs> yes, that's when it's best. But we're not going to rant and rave today because no. today's movie is too fun. No, I, I have to agree. So before we jump into that, uh, why don't we do the plug party? Look at you remembering the stuff, remembering the business. Okay. Hi, everyone. It's the plug party. It has been a couple of days since I did the last one. So here we go. You can find us on Facebook at Married to the Idea, Twitter at Married Number Two the Idea. You can email us at Married to the Idea Reviews at gmail.com. And if you can't find any of those, you can just visit our website, Married to the Idea All of our links are there, as well as the lists of all the episodes that we have done. We are on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'm not going to say you forgot or you missed anything because I forgot myself. So. <laughs> That's why I'm in charge. Hey, Elizabeth, ask me. Hey, Elizabeth, ask me. Ask you what? Ask me the question. Aaron, what movie are we watching today? No, no. Ask me the question. How many coconuts am I holding? This is an audio podcast. They're not going to see the how many coconuts you're holding. Okay, then what do you want me to ask you? <laughs> the question I asked you just a second ago. Uh, what is your favorite Robin Williams movie? Jumanji. <laughs> Boy, you know what? It was not until watching Welcome to the Jungle that I realized how freaking sad Jumanji is. A the first boy, movie. A boy gets sucked into the jungle well, that's and both becomes movies. A, has to become a man. Well, in the second movie, it's a little less it's a little sad, different. But in the first movie, a boy, a young Man, a child gets sucked into a board game into the jungle and has to survive and be- comes out the other side a man. A, a, a man, not a teenager, not a young man, a middle-aged 
man. Yeah, there's some heart of darkness in there. And then he has to fight. Oh, by the way, spoilers. I, I think we. Like, I don't think anyone's like caring that we're movie. spoiling Jumanji. Well, Thirty, but twenty to twenty-five year old movie. But it was spoilers. But he has to fight a literal representation of his father, the man who he told he wished he wasn't a part of the family before he disappeared. The man who died of a broken heart. Well, Aaron, that was only in the first timeline. That gets erased by the end. That's true. That's true. These Shimanji movies then, play so fast and loose. Then you have two orphans, one of which who deals with uh, deals with it by lying, the other one who deals with it by not talking at all. Yeah, this movie's freaking dark, but it also has CGI monkeys, so it lightens up. <laughs> no, I see. That's... That is an unfair, unfair assessment. And, uh, um, the deathly oh, dangers do not at all make up for the searing tragedy. There is, so, it is so dark and depressing. And, and this is so has, much more uh, fun. And then it has that guy from uh, In Living Color. I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. He's hilarious. Whenever he wants to be. Um, and he cares so much about his car. I mean, there's so many opportunities that that movie had to be further darker and they tread that line. They didn't go too dark. They they tread the line. They definitely they pushed a toe over it a couple times, but they kept it light enough to be considered a family movie. So let's oh. come to we'll come back to that later because I don't think family movie today means what family movie meant twenty years ago. Uh, I would actually agree with you on that. So let's go back to the uh, the image that you that you clicked on the. The uh, the nice title screen. That... We're doing Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle, which roll, is roll a... a roll, roll timely. Roll a, roll a in sync. You know, I bet we're going to review Solo, you know, probably in 2019. As always, we are on the very cutting edge, the razor's edge of movies. I want to talk about Deadpool 2, and Aaron said no, there was nothing to be gained from talking about that movie. Okay, kind of like with Shape of Water, Deadpool 2 was awesome. I thought it was hilarious. And it was great. We have real things we could talk about with that. This one's just fun. There's, we, there's nothing to talk about. We could talk about the fridging of the main female love interest. Yeah, but... But, hey, but, time uh, uh, time travel, just like freaking Avengers Infinity Wars, it fixes all wounds. <laughs> anyway, anyways. that's going to be another year from now. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about a movie that we meant to see in the theaters and just never, ever did. And finally, we mentioned on Redbox... I didn't take the red box back today. Sorry about that. Oh, man, that's going to be another charge. Yep. Well, say la vie. <laughs> so we'll we'll get into some more detail uh, analysis, analysts. Uh, <laughs> <if you> will, <laughs> Please don't pronounce it like that. <laughs> Anal rapist. Uh, Gosh. Uh, for my uh, Arrested Development fans, I watched the fifth season. The fifth season is definitely better than the fourth by like a lot, but it still it doesn't have that spark that the, for the first three seasons had. But we'll get into more detailed stuff uh, here in a minute. But what did you think of it? Of the the movie overall. I thought it was a ton of fun. I cannot get enough of adult actors pretending to be other people inside them. 13 going on 30. Any body switching movie. uh, uh, Freaky Friday. I really dig it when good actors or, you know, just just adult actors have to act as though there are 13-year-old people living inside them. Oh, well, you see, um, I'm on the uh, the opposite side of that spectrum. I can get enough of it. There are plenty of times when it is not done correctly. However, this movie is one of those situations when they do a good job. 
all four actors, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, well, I guess he's not The Rock anymore, but Dwayne Johnson. He's always The Rock. He's always The Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Hart, um, oh crap, I'm forgetting her name. Never start the list of people unless you know who you're going to say. Jack Black. Jack Black, and I'm forgetting her. I know she plays Amy Pond, but I'm oh, um, Karen Gillian. There you go. All four of them did a good job. Karen Gillian was probably the weakest, and but that's still... Nah. Uh, hang on, hang on. It was Kevin Hart. Okay, you know what? I, I do. I will. I will Directors say today it. have a bad problem of just letting Kevin Hart run, and then not putting the good parts of the run in it. They just let him run for six minutes and keep it all. Nothing gets cut. Kevin Hart is funny. Yes, he is. Kevin Hart stand up is funny. He pops up on my Pandora stand up station a lot. He's funny. His stories can be funny. He has a rhythm about him. His back and forth with Dwayne Johnson can be funny. In this one, not in Central Intelligence. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to see that. And I I think I'm okay with not <laughs> saying it. But you're, I have to agree with you. Kevin Hart was probably the weakest of the four because you you are correct. Karen Gillan is probably would be number three. I'm, I hope I'm not just butchering her last name. Is it Gillan? Gillian? Gillian? You're going to have to fight the nerds on that one, babe. Well, I, I know who she is, you know, uh, from, you know, uh, Amy or from being Amy Pond and Doctor Who. And then, of course, Nova in the um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers. And then Jack Black probably did the second. Best. I'm sorry. What? No. Yes. No. Sweetheart. Wait. No. Who? Who is she? She's Nova. You mean Nebula? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. And because there's the Nova Core. Sorry. And then there's Nebula. Sorry. She is. She. Yes. That's Nebula. Shut your mouth. No, sweetheart. Because I'm right. That's Nebula. I have never noticed that. And see, she's fantastic. uh, That's why in her last few appearances in Doctor Who, she actually wore a wig. Because she she shaved her head for it. Shaved her head for that. Yeah. Whoa. You made making the uh, putting on the uh, makeup and paint so much easier. Yeah, but dang, that's so cool! I had no idea that that was her. So that's why I put her at the third best or second worst not and, and honestly i just think it's because of the character i mean we all like no. we all like dwayne johnson we all like him and he's likable but jack black as a 17 year old girl steals the show for me he did a much better job than i thought he was going to i love him I in love any role jack black i remember when i first saw and understood who jack black was now if you start off the show asking what's your favorite jack black movie i could have offered a lot of opinions on that kung fu panda i liked him as uh dunham in king kong and peter jackson's king kong <laughs> i i really actually tr- i actually genuinely thought he tried we just started we i just watched that gorillas music video that had him just yeah, playing cool. a guitar in the background it was I don't so much think fun he was actually supposed to be in that music video i think he just happened to be next to the set and he's like hey guys gonna be in your music video they're like um you know this is gorillas right yeah all right come on <laughs> see kevin hart and robin williams they run and then you have, you have to find the good parts. They will just keep going. Even if the joke is bad, they've gone. But I find Jack Black to just commit to a character whole cloth. The character that he's... Because Kevin Hart was only playing Kevin Hart. We can yeah. say he was playing Fridge, but he was playing Kevin Hart. Exactly. I, I, I agree. That's why, that's why I switched him up. Karen Gillan... 
um, actually, when she was committed to that role more so, uh, when she was almost completely committed, I felt it. But there's times when she wasn't given that A performance, like it was more of a B, and I could see it. And that's not a detriment to her that she's the only female character in this movie or any it's not because it's a her it's because i've seen her when she commits fully aka nebula nebula is her going full tilt on a character well that's why i never realized see it it was her i never realized just because she she did, did dove into that role I liked her more in this movie than I like I than her character as Amy Pond because Amy Pond I loved Amy Pond at the beginning like yeah she's funky she's got fight in her and then after a while she's she's got she grated on my nerves and I'm like why are you treating Rory so badly son of a gun he's he stood by you for thousands of years I sorry <laughs> Hoovian problems uh hashtag Hoovian problems so but the but she, when she committed, she and she brought that A plus performance. Like, uh, there's a couple scenes where her character, who's really adept with fighting, when she brought and you tell could tell that she actually thought about what this character would actually want to do, and in, in this situation, that's where she's shown. But when she's more so kind of working with other people, or she's like a little bit more so herself, it's like Karen Gillan or Gillian or. When it's more her... I don't think you're allowed to say her name anymore until you look up how to pronounce it. I'll stall for time while you go and look at that. <laughs> um, when it's more so her and not the character doing this, it's uh, it's a little bit more obvious. I now, thought she committed to the role really, really well because you have this girl who is who's sure of who she is because she's really smart and she has the right idea about, you know, my time can be better spent. It's a trope. But it's not a, it's it's done in a fresh and appealing way where she's smart and she tries to explain how this isn't going to be applicable in her life and and then it does show her screwing up and instead of just being perfectly right and people getting fr- flustered with her, she accidentally says that she you know doesn't want to become a gym teacher to her gym teacher and she's like, oh. Oh, I'm I I'm sorry. And she doesn't have to be just a perfect straight A student. She has more to offer than just that particular character role. And see, that's the thing. It's Karen Gillan. It's G I L L A N. My apologies, Karen, and uh, all of all the uh, Karen Gillan fans out there. That's my thing. The actress who played um, Martha as the character played Martha as a youngster. Perfect. This actress. I cannot wait to see her do other things. Or she's just that good at that kind of character. Karen Gillan can play that kind of character, but she she did that weird trope of that like the shifting of her weight too often. She she fell into that. And I see a lot of actresses, whenever they're uneasy or they're awkward, they fall into that trope way too easy. Oh, I liked it. She kept her shoulders forward and she kept trying to pull down her freaking top. <laughs> I love that. I have to agree. There were some subtle things that she did, and that's why. I, now, granted, we're we're sitting here, we're getting real kind of critical on the acting performances of all four of these actors. Even with Kevin Hart, all four of them did a at least a decent job. Even Kevin Hart brought some heart, <laughs> pun intended, heart to this role. Like 
There's a point where Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart's characters... I can't get over it. It sounds like you're mispronouncing that to not have the rock in the middle of that. I know. I... I it's really hard. It, I, I've had to kind of stop myself from not saying Dwayne The Rock Johnson or just saying The Rock. But there's one point where just the two call characters. Him DJ. <laughs> there's one point where they are fighting and they're like arguing. And uh, he, uh, Dwayne's character calls um, Kevin's character dumbass. And you see it. It's not said. I mean, he says it too. But you see it. Kevin Hart emotes it very well and that's where i see and i've seen kevin hart do some good comedic stuff and i've seen kevin hart do some decent acting in there and that in that in that instance made me believe that okay he actually was this kid now granted the kid character the the guy who actually played fridge as a kid who apparently was actually 30 years old oh yeah i can see that (laughs) uh he actually he did a so much better job so i'm gonna take a step back real quick and just say the director granted the idea this whole idea this whole concept was interesting and actually kind of fresh okay tron mixed with jumanji you can say that but you spent the first five minutes of this movie screaming at the screen sorry because i yeah you were such a nitpicker you were like it's a magical board game that brings a jungle to life oh no it's transforming into a video game that doesn't have a system that wouldn't be on that what even system is that the logical part of me took over and it's still there it's a lot quieter now because i didn't sit back and enjoy the movie however the logical part of me is still there and I want to know why. But now, I, because I enjoyed the movie so much, because they were able to kind of allow me, or they, rather, they pushed me to say, oh, okay, yes, there is all this stuff, but just stop thinking about it for an hour and a half. I now want to know what is this board game? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Uh, like, is it sentient? why is it why does it have to be played i always thought is it cursed or is it someone embodies it and has to have people play it constantly it's a trickster god it is absolutely so it's like the mask from the mask oh yeah okay so what is the purpose i I can understand if it's just to to mess with mortals i can understand it but where did it come from i don't want an origin story but i want a theory i want a movie a film theory or a game theory well let's think about the idea of a game the purpose of any game not just jumanji is to draw you into this world like any form of entertainment it wants you to put aside what you know of logic and accept this new environment with its rules that it has a brand new set of things you must adhere to while you're playing the game. So I think it's very telling that this thing chooses to exploit that idea through a game that children would play because it's definitely meant to entrap and entice kids. It's not meant to entice adults. It takes the form of something that a, a kid would want to play. So when we think about that, it has, I think it has all the ideas of a deity. It has a really strong sense of um, not morality, but of rules. If you beat the game, you get to leave. If you don't beat the game, there's no way out. You must beat it or you don't make it. Look at the first game. Look at what happens to uh, Peter, the the boy, 
when he tries to cheat, when he tries to drop the dice in a certain way, he turns into a monkey. And I think um, in this movie, um, when Dwayne Johnson's character goes off the path or like tries to go off on his own, the game punishes him. So I think you're right. I think it does have a strong sense of rules that must be followed or it is forced to follow that. It, it is forced to say, okay, you know what? We have to have rules. It's much more interesting to me to think that it is sentient as opposed to just a cursed object. Yeah. So that's that. That's my was like that. I would want to see um, like film theory, the, the YouTube channel. Like, I would love the, to see them do a, um, a theory on this. That's the cool part about it because the way that it adapts to itself. We've never seen it adapt before. This movie, it f- is found on the beach by a dad who brings home for his kid. And he's like, well, I'm not interested in this. I like playing a board ga- uh, video games. And you see it behind him looking at him, not like with eyes or anything, just in the room observing how this kid enters this world of video games and in the middle of the night changes form to be something that the kid would want to play. Yeah, it. the shot is set up that it's watching the kid play. And... And what gave me pause or what made me upset was that has never, it was not made apparent in the first movie or it was not the original intent. Now, granted, this was based on a novel and that may have been made present in the novel. I don't know. And it wasn't made apparent in the, uh, in the first movie. Now, uh, the board game itself, I don't believe it was made apparent either, but it was fun to play. <laughs> Though no actual jungle animals came out of that, so uh, yeah, but- it's kind of like getting a Ouija board. It's not nearly as cool as the entertainment around it would lead you to believe. It wasn't made out of wood either. I know. If you're gonna, guys, guys, there, if you're gonna, be, if you're gonna sell a Jumanji board, it's gotta be authentic. It's gotta have the nice thick marble carved pieces, and it's gonna have the wood board, and it's gotta have the glassy center. Just something. Don't. Don't muck with us. We know what the real thing is. Yeah. So with that, and I, and what happens is, what really set me off was the fact that they they specifically said this was 1996. The kid is obviously playing a PlayStation One. It is super obvious. Anyone who's played a PlayStation One recognizes that it's a PlayStation One. From the controller, but the box doesn't look like a PlayStation 1, and the cartridges don't don't look like a PlayStation 1. Because that wasn't a PlayStation 1. What they end up bringing out was not a PlayStation 1. That might have been a Famicom or some other system. Oh, no, no, they actually said it was was a system that they didn't recognize. That's why, like, that answered your question. You were thinking, oh, they're cheating, but then when they actually... the nerdy kid, the geeky kid of the group is like, I don't recognize this. And that's when I realized, okay, so it's not supposed to be... You mentioned how much money? Do you know how much money they'd have to pay to PlayStation or to Xbox? They already did, though. That was the thing. I mean, they They did have an... There was an Uncharted uh, 4 poster up in the kids' room. Exactly. They paid... It's Sony. They're paying themselves. No, I think it's it's a good... Self? It's important. It's a good idea. It's kind of like when the Ouija board people made a movie. I'm like, your movie promotes that people die. I don't think they want to be promoting that way back in the day. They had a system that a kid could play and get disappeared into a game. So that, but that was the thing is, is even, I, I thought it, it transformed itself into a cartridge, a cartridge into a system that wasn't recognizable. It looked a little bit like a, like a Famicom. Uh, maybe mixed with a uh, something else. But all I know is that your anger for this has completely dragged us off course in this assessment. <laughs> so 
yes, that's what got me. That's what got me angry. But I was able to enjoy. It. And part of the reason that got me to enjoy it were the kid actors. So I'm gonna say this: as much as I enjoyed the adult actors, and I enjoyed them a lot, I enjoyed the kid actors more. Oh yeah, they had a really good, not even chemistry. They just played it very real and without trying to be real. I don't know if it was the writers, the director, or even the actors and actresses themselves. They did a good job, and I was, and I was even afraid that the stereotypical kind of like airheaded blonde. I thought they were they were gonna go not necessarily deeper with that, but they were gonna play it so stereotypical with it, and they did play. I think it did really well because it showed that she was willing to work with everyone else in a way that Fridge just was not for most of this. She is most likely turned the most out of any of these people in something different than what she is and thrown into a world that she doesn't understand. But when they realize that she is the cartographer and she can read maps, she doesn't like look at all flip it and be like, ah, oh, it's stupid, it's paper, it's not a phone. She's like, okay, cool, yeah, so this is what I see. What do you guys think? And she's she's telling along with uh, uh, Sarah, like, guys, cut it off. We have to, you know, keep moving. She tries to keep the group moving. She's probably the nicest character, honestly, because she's nice to um, her other, you know, girl compatriot when she's trying to teach her how to flirt, and she's nice to the boy that they find in the game. After after a while, and she's, she's, let's be honest, she's nice to the that character because he's cute. However... She does point out a um uh not a not a flaw but a hypocrite uh uh hypocrisy hypocrisy thank you she does point out hypocrisy she's like you're judging me she's like you're so judgy you're so judgy you it's like you're judging without even getting to know the person now if the, she's like oh my god you know this and that and she's just like she really is a terrible person we see that she's self-centered but we don't see her judging anyone to yeah. be very honest she really is she doesn't like oh my god you see what she's wearing she's a total idiot like she is self-centered but she's not mean she's not mean-spirited you're, you're correct i think that these kids would do well in a john hughes movie this felt like a john hughes movie that happened to get slapped with a Jumanji movie. Let's talk about the fun video game tropes, because I really did enjoy the little hints and nods that they did. There were some, but not as many as they could have. Yeah, I was waiting for something like just to get sidetracked by side quests, and I oh. wonder, I do wonder that's because the Jumanji game turned into a video game 20 years ago, if it only has a 20 years old sensibility when it comes to how video games are worked. True, because side quests were very small back then, or not as not as existent. But they do a lot of fun things. They have NPCs show up who only have set talking trees that Di- they dialogue. Di- dialogue trees that they can say. They talk about flashbacks as cutscenes, which I thought was really fun too. I thought it would have been fun because they do cut to the villain a couple times. I wish they had shown them cutting to the villain, and the kids were just like watching it on a screen, kind of like how their screens of their stats show up when they click their chest i wish that when the villain scene showed up it was like a cutscene that showed up to them like oh god he's he's messing and terrifying because really and like then they start looking out for the vulture like because yeah because they don't see <laughs> like they don't have an interaction with the villain until the end and he's pretty much he's rather it's i mean it's much like jumanji he's rather unimportant to the development of our characters it's just an obstacle to overcome yeah in the first movie it's a lot more involved 
Van Pelt, which the name Van Pelt is, uh, is, uh, is applicable for both movies, but in the first movie, Van, uh, Van Pelt hunted Alan in both the jungle and in the city, so he knew him in both times. They interacted with the villain a lot. With this one, there's more henchman interaction than with the villain. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. Hard to say. Yeah, it's... I don't think he's rather... I don't think he's compelling, but I don't think that's essential for a Jumanji movie. It's more about the survival aspect. True. Um, this In this... With this being a video game, and, and with it being like a 90s video game too, Some a lot of times the villains weren't that... One-dimensional. Yeah. There, this being the days of the PlayStation, there were still compelling villains back then. You got your Ganons and your Bowsers, but you also had um, people from like uh, Metal Gear Solid and so on and so forth. So, your Sephiroths. Yeah, exactly. That was a PlayStation 1 game. It was four freaking discs long, but it was a PlayStation 1 game. They had the guy in the bazaar shouting out rations to make sure they ate and kept their health up. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that they did do an homage to uh, Robin Williams' character. That was nice. Um, kind of wish they had done a little bit more to the first movie than I just, just that. It's but. hard when it's not in the same in the same reality. Like we never know what it was like inside Jumanji for Alan. We just see what happens when he comes out. So it's hard to say what his life was like in there. Uh, honestly, there was the there were there were a couple other opportunities that they could have done. They could have had a couple other cameos, like uh, what's her face who played um, Judy. You know, maybe she could have played a mom, or hell, even Bonnie Hunt could have played like the grandmother or the the woman. You know, there there's there were opportunities that they they had that they could have utilized. I'm okay that they didn't. You know, it's hard with this kind of movie to say what exactly it is. It's not truly a sequel but it's not truly a revamp it's somewhere in the middle it takes place chronologically later but it's not about the same characters so it's in universe but uh it also changes the formula around enough it's kind of like what tron legacy was trying to do yeah and i enjoyed tron legacy honestly i didn't have any knowledge of the first one when i went to go see it and I thought it was really cool visually, and the music was rocking. And that was one of the Those first videos. times they tried doing uh, CGI young Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, and though it looks dated now, it's it's good to see where we came from, and we can do things in the Avengers now, where we can have a, a bunch of old white you dude be young the again. Best CGI. Yeah. You mean the best CGI ever? Well, the best CGI ever is, is not in the Jumanji movies. That's oh no, no, God no. There was there I'd, they did not bring their they definitely uh, homage to the terrible CGI of the first one with the terrible CGI of this one. Oh, that was an homage. We're gonna call it an homage. <laughs> uh, well, I and I do know that they uh, didn't rely on CGI to bring uh, teen heartthrob Nick Jonas to the screen. No, um, and actually, fun little tidbit. Secret Nick Jonas. I didn't realize who it was until you told me. And Nick Jonas did a good job. Like, straight up, he did a good job. Like, at one point, the character is afraid. I felt like he was actually afraid. I didn't feel like it was stilted. I didn't feel like he was just there or shoehorned in. They finally realized with this Cindy Crawford references how long he's been in there. I'm like, no, don't do it now. We're, no, don't tell him later. Save this. Don't say it now. <laughs> It, I th- it might have been better if they had saved it or if they had done it afterwards. I agree to an extent. There, there. I think one of the main issues I had with this movie was pacing. 
Um, there were some times when it was slower than it needed to be, and there's times when it was faster than it needed to be. It wasn't. It didn't like destroy the movie, but I, with Sony, these movies like this and Goosebumps and a couple other things, this movie has that. There are these movies have those problems. Another movie with a silly Jack Black performance that I adore. <sighs> it's not Earl Stein, but it is funny. <laughs> Uh, that movie and they're making another one so they have another opportunity to do if it makes money they do it again and again and again and again and the title is supposed to be return to horrorland i know that's the one you want no it's that's that's the first one so that that's the sorry not so that's not the first one the no the first one is um camp dead or some something like that that's the first one i ever read was mm-hmm. Horrorland. Yeah, the one you always talk about. Over, yeah, and that's the one I will get um, the artist uh, to sign. Haunted so, theme park, what's not to like? I love it. But yeah, that was my one of my main issues with the movie was pacing. Um, the visuals were very nice. Uh, the CG, going back to the CGI, the CGI was, they did not bring their top talent to this movie. <laughs> well, they had to spend all that money on getting the rock to smolder. That, oh God, uh, that or uh, the, the film at Hawaii. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, guys, want to go film a movie in Hawaii? Where do I sign? It's like uh, how Adam Sandler films all these movies on uh, Destination so he can just vacation there. It's like It feels like The Rock is doing that, but The Rock is doing a better job at it. <laughs> He's, he just wanted to go home and visit mom, his mom. So he's like, well, you know what? Let's remake Jumanji and actually do it in Jumanji. That'll be fun. I definitely enjoyed him. It, it's, again, the whole when you have to pretend you're someone else. It was fun to just, like, be talking to someone and then just be like, do you see this muscle? Do you see, Where does this muscle even come from? Like, look at that and just poke it. And it's just a rock poking at his own muscles and being like, I'm ripped. There, there were a couple too many of those but i have to agree yes the rock probably did the best at embodying this uh, fish out of water body switching move uh, mentality so the parts there was a couple parts where like something happens and like you either have to fight or run away and like he immediately runs away he would always run no matter what the situation was you'd always see him taken off first and everyone like wait a minute like the other characters like are taking a moment to think about it or even a second he's his character's gone gone and gone, it's gone hilarious and it's done well i i have to admit there there's well there are a few small things that um, they didn't do right. The, again, the villain is fairly one-dimensional and not well done. <laughs> let's be let's be perfectly honest. The the actor who, uh, who Bobby uh, Carnival, he tried his best, but they he wasn't given much to work with. Which I is think sad he was. I think he's a he's a decent actor. I think it's just more about there is a bad guy that has all these goons he's gonna send after you, and I think there's a lot of video games that suffer from that problem. Yeah, and and that's the thing too is the original Jumanji or the first Jumanji had a more compelling villain without even trying. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I think that's the main difference between this one and the first one. The first one is hella dark. There are moments of just existential dread, and it's because we focus on both kids who have lost their parents 
and a child who's become a man coming back into the real world and seeing that time has passed on without him, the trauma of another child who grew up having seen that going mad because no one believed her. So it's always really sad in-world things and terrible things keep happening to them and they have no way to cope with it because it's still the real world and they just have to keep moving inexorably towards the end. Whereas in this one, we actually see what happens when they go into the game and we see how the strengths that they are given in there help them to learn more about themselves they grow stronger it's not so much a survival slog where it's always marching towards death it's more joyful it's more fun and even when it is sad or hard or the character has to learn something about themselves it's done with a real sense of you know happiness and accomplishment and when they get back in the real world they use the skills they've applied to try and be better in this world and it's and it's realistic things too not like change for you know it's not like everyone becomes totally different people it's our popular girl says you know what i'd like to go hiking she doesn't like give up on phones or you know selfies or whatever she's like you know what i'd like to go do something outside in nature that'd be fun um the two shy nerdy kids learn to be honest and express their feelings that they've both liked each other for a while and they learn to express that they're still shy and nerdy but yeah and I think that's why it's so sweet when the four of them are walking home at the end and they find out what happened to Nick Jonas's character, how he got... Oh, I know. Man. I cried. And I'm like, that I wasn't expecting it. was still... Like, there was this beautiful heartache, but happiness. Again, so we know that Bethany loved, loved him or cared enough about him to give him one of her lives, which she did not have to do. She was, again, like one of the most selfless characters in the entire movie because she was given the chance to be. Yeah, which she wouldn't expect from this character, but she really did. was. So you know that she cared about him enough to do that and she wanted to see him make it out and she wanted to know what he was like in the real world and you know when he said he was a metalhead and she didn't like get turned off or anything she's like she's okay like, she's like okay cool, cool. and that, that yeah. was the end of the scene there wasn't like uh what's metal you know yeah. she, she, there there was none of that stereotype there was nothing of that she's, so we see okay cool i wish the- i wish he had mentioned something like tenacious d or that would have been fun something a or little wing fighter so, a little connection that would have been hilarious but yeah go on they get to the house the freak house and they see that the old man who was his father who went you know sad and mad and lonely because his son disappeared and you see that everything's you know changed the house is lit and ready for christmas and again we did not know it's taking place at christmas every why does yeah. every jumanji movie do that i mean yeah because the first one ended at christmas time so it's only fitting that the second one ended at christmas time i guess so it's hard in sunny california to show any sort of seasons changing let's put on let's put a beanie hat on you that looks like it's cold out yeah, but we uh, we need to find someone to watch your kids. Well, why is that? Uh, we're going to go skiing next weekend. No! <laughs> and so they get there, and you see him get out, and, you know, his dad's there, and he has two kids, and he, uh, you know, tells, like, and this is my son, and this is my daughter, Bethany. We named her after the girl that saved my life, and there was just such a, a beautiful moment, and it wasn't even like, oh, I can never be with you because I'm 16 and you're an adult. It's more like she cared enough about him to get him back, and he got to live a life, and he was so happy to see all of them. And it was such a warm like, moment. Oh, hey guys, what's up? How you doing? I'm no. Colin Hanks. It's like, <laughs> which oh again, my God. I didn't know. It was like, oh my God, it's you guys. And it's it was well done. It was well handled. It I 
am honestly surprised. And thank heavenly Jesus that at the end of that, they're like, wait a minute. And they just smash a bowling ball on the top of this game and wreck it. And yes, it may still come back, but at least they had a decency to just destroy the thing. <laughs> well, the in the first movie, they threw the board game off of the river, and that's how it got landed. Though, there's a little inconsistency because it apparently landed in some sort of uh, Asian country. I remember that because there were two kids walking on the beach. So I think we can assume that many kids have played this around the world before it got to where it was. Mm-hmm. And I that's the same thing, the thing that makes me think about the sentience and how it has strict rules. The fact that, you know, we don't see a lot of, you know, child corpses or anything in the game stands a testament that a lot of kids have probably made it out of Jumanji. And if, and especially with this game, if all five of them came together, it was a lot easier to defeat the game than just one person taking on all these tasks alone, which is how he got stuck in the first place. And this, so, and the game didn't have to do that. The game didn't have to make itself into a game at a school where it could be a five player game and the other four characters just fit right into it. So there is a sense of rule following for it. Which is really strange that, that this actually has that sort of sentient because or sentience, because there's no other story out there like that. Well, they did Zathura, but Zathura is also the same style and telling. It's just it's sci-fi. It's the same author. Yeah. yeah. So I think... Josh Hutchinson and Kristen Stewart, too. Yeah. Oh, boy. The early 2000s were weird. I came through a time sphincter. Do you know what that is? It's a hole about this big. <laughs> so you have to forgive me if I have a Dagwood sandwich. It's the only thing I remember from that freaking movie. <laughs> That and uh, it ends up being the uh, the older brother in um, in disguise or the younger brother in disguise. I think I enjoy in this one that they become avatars and learn how to grow in that respect. And I think that's what makes it less dark because it's children having adult powers and super strengths as opposed to adults having only the powers of children or or something similar in a world that's throwing everything it can at them in a world in a world but one thing that is interesting that i that with this us talking about it i think honestly these movies are out of time that they should have been reversed because i think if you if so if you'd gone up to someone and just said like we have this movie here where four kids get sucked into a video game and they become better people for it and there's there's a lot of fun and a lot of wisecracking and then they come out and they're better people for it and then you also have this movie where two kids who are orphans manage to release a guy who's been stuck in a board game since the 50s and his father died and a representation of his father who hunts him and the this guy who is actually a child who had to grow up very quickly um, and then the girl who watched them get sucked into a board game, they all have to play a game and they also have to not die in the real world and have to f- fight, you know, people and animals and the weather and this and that. And there's a little bit of humor in there. Like if you presented these two stories to people, they would say, oh, this was made in the 90s and this was made then this. Uh, the other one was made now. The two concepts are almost like almost out of time. They also play time travel very differently in both of these. In the first one, the past life, the life that the life of the adults is the main timeline. So when they go, when the game is returned back, 
they go back in time to when they first played the game and the story moves forward from there, which means the kids have no idea who they are when they finally see them again. Yeah. Only the adults know who they are. In the new movie, the current timeline is the one that sticks, which means that the adult got to turn back into a kid and got to live his whole life before meeting up with these people again so, and they knew who he was. So technically he's like he lived an, an extra 20 years mm-hmm. so even though he lived the 20 normal years he lived an additional 20 years and we have the nice heartwarming moment of them all getting to meet up again in the yeah. real world as opposed to the other one where the kids don't know who these people are and never played the game never had to grow or learn because or it was removed deal with these or deal with the death of their parents which again no one wants that for the kids but mm-hmm. they don't again that's why i don't think this movie the first movie wasn't about like the first, the new kids at all. It wasn't about them growing and learning how to overcome because in the end, the timeline makes it so that it never happened. Whereas this uh, new version, it's more so about these four kids. It's, it's, everyone gets equal treatment. Everyone gets to learn and grow from this by the end of their experience. So it's much more about that. You know, that's why it makes it, that's why you feel better at the end of it. Yeah. And I, uh, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I agree. I so, stumped you. No, I not necessarily stumped. Um, I just I have kind of a final thought um, that I'll save for the end. Okay. Well, I think we're at the end. I think you're right. So I think it's ready for uh, a rating and then um, the the end. All right. This is super fun. It's not like the best movie ever, but I tell you what, we've had a really rough couple of weeks and (laughs) it was nice to watch a fun movie that wasn't so bad it's good ironically fun just simply fun just fun jokes fun humor fun characters fun to watch is it better than some of the really classic movies we've seen no but i think that it stands well with its counterpart i don't think that they wrecked the source material i think Mm. they updated it and i think it's still not so trendy that it won't make sense so many years from now and it's i mean it's not timeless like the first one is kind of timeless the first one isn't completely timeless where it'll stand the completely the test of time but it won't fade completely throughout the the years this one i think will be similar i think it still dates itself just a little bit more but it won't be, it, it's not like the Emoji movie or anything like <laughs> that. Before we rate, I do ask you this question. If you had to pick one or the other as the better movie, I know that's hard. I know that's really, really, really hard. That is a terrible question. These are apples and oranges. Oh, gosh. And and, and while you're thinking of it, I, I will uh, I will agree. This is, this is one of those movies where you're like, you hear... Oh man, they're remaking Mary Poppins, or oh, they're doing a sequel to, uh, or the remaking Willy Wonka, um, and the Chocolate Factory. Have you seen again. the adorable, adorable Winnie the Pooh movie? It's so freaking <laughs> cute. No, but I know I'll probably end up watching it because Jim Cummings is Winnie the Pooh. I mean, he's been Winnie the Pooh forever, but all it's, of them. I'm so happy, and it's so adorable. They're all old and faded like their toys that they've just been living in this imaginary world <laughs> oh, that's gonna hurt my heart that one's that one's gonna be that's a tearjerker and besides the new mary poppins is lin-manuel miranda i think it's gonna be fun <laughs> he isn't mary poppins but he is involved <laughs> if, if lin-manuel miranda- 
Frida, Frida rapping hip hop Mary Poppins. My name is Mary Poppins and I'm here to say. I love how that's our go-to for how do you rap? I'm here to say. I'm not going to lose my shot at teaching you kids manners and discipline. I am incredibly white, so of course that would be my go-to. Oh, gosh. You so, know, I in, I in this time of my life that I am, Jumanji is perhaps overall better, overall more cohesive, has more characters and um, more interesting plots. But right now in my life, I think Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle filled the need in my heart that I was looking for. And I think I in, enjoy... I would enjoy repeat viewings of it more than I would of the first Jumanji. Okay. And I see where you're coming from. The The first movie can get dark and the, the subject matter can really tug at your heartstrings. But I don't know if I could watch this one again anytime soon. In, in repeat viewings of me are always a, a weird situation anyways. At the same time, I really enjoyed this movie. It was surprising how much I enjoyed this movie. The concept was solid from the get-go. The acting was really well done. Uh, the writing was decent. And like I said, the pacing is probably the worst uh, thing of it. But I think that's um, Sony. I- I'm-, I'm seeing similar pacing issues with Sony. So it might be studio influence. Like, no, we've got to pace it. we got to let Kevin Hart ramble on about how he's short and not very fast. Jack Black... I could tell... He lived that character. Like, he tried harder to be R.L. Stein, but had more fun in this role. Yeah, I I have to... But um, I still have to say the first one is better. But it's it's not that wide of a margin. It really isn't. So, if you haven't seen it, it's definitely worth a watch and definitely something you can watch with your kids. So, if you've not watched it yet, we're, we're probably really late to this party. So. Yes, we are. But we wanted to pick something that was... Uh, easy to watch so yeah looking for a fun movie on a weekend night go watch this yeah exactly something to red box something to red box <laughs> oh it's still there so all right guys well um I'm you gonna... never reviewed it oh sorry rated it yeah we never rated it um we just <laughs> you walked it, right over <laughs> well thanks elizabeth i'm like wait a minute sorry all right liz uh 3.5 out of 5 3.5 i think that's fair so 7 out of 10 I didn't give it anything. Oh, you just said 3.5. That's fair. I thought you were agreeing with me. I, I think that's fair. I would say 3. All right. A 6.5 out of 10 then. Yeah. All right. Uh, I th- I'd say that's fair. Also um, fair. Yeah. Definitely got pacing issues, but it's really funny and has lots of heart. Yeah. The, vil- the villain is nothing. Uh, CGI <laughs> really needs some work. I mean, it, it's it's stuff that you could you could see. You could watch it and you'd be like, okay, yeah, I see that. But still enjoy it. There are no fart jokes. No, there are some dick jokes. Which, again, I feel in perhaps another movie, another time, I would have really hated that. But for me, the way that they held off for so long until like, I gotta take a leak. I have been dreading this since I got here. I have to, too. And just, they it, it did it. it. They did it. Like, it, it would. this would have been terrible if it had been a guy stuck in a girl's body. I don't want to know where that would have gone. This is the only way this could have worked. Yes, but I would have wanted to have seen it that way. I I mean, yes, you're you're absolutely right. It would have been bad because it would have done, like, the inevitable, I get to see myself naked. But 
they still did it the other way. So why is it okay when it was a girl doing it versus a guy doing it? Because guys have had rule of the freaking universe for until millennia. And it's funny to finally get a dick joke at a guy's expense that's still humorous and not demeaning. At, at Jack Black's expense, too. Let's be perfectly honest. It's the strangest part. He he poked so much fun at itself. It's, you're almost like, Jack, are you okay? <laughs> like, Tenacious D is coming back. Like, what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, I think I think 6.5, I think that's fair. Um, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, which has been announced. There is a sequel coming out next year. I, I, nah, I have mixed feelings on it. It could be good. It could be bad. Um, all four of the original people are supposed to come back. I don't know. See, like that's why I like this as a sequel anyway, a lot better than just a sequel with the same characters. I like the idea of the universe be expanded upon. Wait yeah. twenty more years, have them come back when it's a VR game, oh. and they're all just comatose in the real world in their would be helmets. Some sort of weird uh, Matrix one, yeah, pl- Matrix. Another mo- another movie we have not seen, uh, and I, I heard it not. was I heard it was fun, but yeah. I was not interested at all, knowing the source material that it came from. I did not have any interest in it. It felt like the nerd version of Fifty Shades of Grey. And I, <laughs> I, I know I might have just lost some nerd credit. That is a crazy metaphor for a movie you haven't seen. Well, no, it's more so the book. Like, just how crappy the writing was. Oh, it's terrible su- writing. It's su- but that book it was. That book was made to be a movie. The guy should have just written a screenplay. Because when you spend an entire page describing your awesome vehicle, that's a combination of the Batmobile and uh, the Back to the Future and the TARDIS and all that stuff. When you spend a whole page doing that in a movie, you can just show it. Yeah. And you don't have to be so pompous and grandizing about, look at the cool, sweet tricks on my ride and all these references and Easter eggs. And you just be like, and there there's his car and then you can all be smart and look oh look i know that and i know that and i know that so i don't know why this wasn't a screenplay to begin with yeah i and i was given the novel a long time ago and i, I kept meaning to pick it up because i had heard how good it was and then it sounds like a book where the concept is good and the writing is sucky yeah and then then uh i heard snippets from it i'm just like I'm oh so dear glad i haven't read it yet. oh so, dear and i i have a i'm sure i have a friend who's now a little mad at me <laughs> so <laughs> sorry you will so uh i now leave you guys with a question and i i'll say it to you before i we uh say good night do you think if we're establishing that the jumanji game is sentient do you think it's benign it's chaotic neutral i say lawful it, neutral yeah, see, I I say it's lawful neutral, um, because I say it's more so that it is. Um, it's not good or bad. It's not a moralistic thing. It's or I would say at at the minimum it's lawful evil. Or at the mo at the at, at the worst it's lawful evil. At the best it's chaotic neutral. Hard to say if it or thinks lawful, lawful neutral. Excuse me. Hard to say what it thinks is evil. Because all of these kids it come out better has. in the end. Like, for example, in the original, we could, you know, you could make the argument, oh, it's evil to trap this kid in here for 25 years and he lost his father. But at the end of this, his sacrifice means he gets to return to his timeline and these two children never have to experience the pain of their parents dying. True. And in the new one, kid gets trapped in the video game for 25 years his family goes sad and splits apart but because these four kids enter the game and save him he gets to go back to his life relive it and have an entire family and growing up and 
and happiness. So really, really hard to say, honestly. See, that's the thing is I do think it has a clear cut of good and evil because... I got it. I got it. Because... I got it. No, no, no. no you let, must let, listen let, to me because no, I have it. I will let, I want to listen to you. I want to listen to you. I, I'm just saying let me finish and then I will listen to you. Okay? Copacetic? Okay. All right. So I think it does have a good sense of good and evil, or it's, it, it has been instilled with a sense of good and evil because it literally has two very clear roles of good and evil. Your, your main role is a good guy, and it has a bad guy. And it's not like, it's not, I am Jumanji, I am the bad guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's the Van Pelts that are the bad guys, and you have to be the good guy, and you have to succeed. You have to uh, go across the board, or you have to bring the, the Eye of the Jaguar back to the statue to save Jumanji. The board game, or the video game, you have to save the land. So, I think it does have a good sense of good and evil. So, my, my thing is, is I think it actually is benign but it's not good or bad it's benign it wants to teach the lessons it's like um not santa like kind of a santa claus or something like that but something along those lines all right i release you games aren't meant to be played alone and it's only when people play the games alone that they are trapped the uh, alan was playing he gets sucked at the game and his friend abandons, leaves the game, runs away. If she had kept playing, she could have saved him. But she would have only gotten one role to play it because she had to roll a five or an eight, or she had to roll she had to roll a specific number to get him out. She would have only had one chance to roll. Yep. And then that would have been it. Yeah, it's okay. That I can't believe we have no. I mean that it's still if she that was more chance than he had being stuck in the game for twenty five years. That's true. So that is true. The game is not meant to be played alone. You want to know, like, if Jumanji or the rhyming scheme is a spell or an incantation or something that has oh, to yeah, release that's people. Another, that's another part of but the theory. But it's because games aren't meant to be played alone. Games are meant to be played with others. And when he goes in the game and she runs away, he's left alone. He can't get out by himself. This boy plays this video game alone when it has spots for four other people to play with him. Goes in alone and doesn't come out until others go in to join him. He, he makes it a decent amount far because he's a bit of a gamer. So he knows how to get... He waits three weeks so, it's, so he can like glitch the system and get to one part as like gamers will do. So, yeah. you know That's what? why it's lawful. It's lawful neutral. Yeah. The game is meant to have two to four players. It says I, so right on the outside of the damn box. <laughs> or yeah, two to four players of on... Um, every board game. Every yeah. game has a recommendation of how many people should play. I solved it. That was amazing. That came to me after an hour of discussing this. I figured it out. You know what? I I have to admit, I I I am impressed. I'm I'm a little jealous that I didn't think of that. That's pretty good. High five. That's a perfect place to end. I think that is. Uh, so, uh, let us know what you guys think in the comments below, um, or uh, shoot us a message. What you guys think? Uh, tell us what you thought of the the movie movies. If you're excited for the sequel or not. Um, if you have an idea of what we should review next, we have. Um, I keep teasing it. I was actually hoping to do it next before we did this, uh, but we unfortunately. You are why- now forbidden from teasing anything ever again until it's on the schedule. Well, I, this was going to be on the schedule. That was the problem. Um, but the 
life got in the way. Life uh, uh, finds uh, a finds way. way. So thank you guys so much. Be sure to subscribe, follow everything, like us, share our page, please. We want more and more followers. But until next time, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da